Long Cat Media presents Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica, Chapter Four. Greetings, fans of the esoteric. It is I, Magenta, here to read more of my 2014 book, Magenta is the Warmest Color. Someone asked me about the title, actually, and I admit, at the time, I was trying to exploit the popularity of that film. Blue is the warmest color. Do you remember that film, Bernard? Yes, I do. The, 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 the French one, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Do you remember what it was about? I believe it was about a pair of young lesbians. That's right, exactly. And I was trying to piggyback on the popularity of that in order to get my book a little bit of notice. Although, do you know what I remember about it? All that spaghetti eating. Do you remember? Oh, there was a lot of spaghetti. So much spaghetti. Yes, The main character, she was like a hog at a trough. Wasn't she guzzling it down, snorting lines of marinara? Yes, What was that all about? I I think it was some sort of symbolism to do with comfort food and and conservatism and so on. Really? I I think so. Comfort food and conservatism. I must have missed that thematic point. What do you mean? Well, I think think that the, the... one of the girls was from a poor family and, and or just a more sort of straightforward family and, and they would eat spaghetti bolognese. Oh God, is that what it meant? I think so, You yes. know, I thought we were supposed to imagine her having a go at your nethers with the same sort of enthusiasm. I thought that was the connection. Oh, oh maybe. It could be. Oh, I didn't realise there was a class point involved. I, I think, well, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm no film theorist, but I, I think that was what it was. No, that makes a lot more sense, because you know what? They'd use oysters or peaches or something otherwise, wouldn't they? Oh, yes, Spag yes. ball is hardly sexy. No, it isn't. No. What's your sexy food, Bernard? Uh, um, probably... Um, um, we don't really do that. We don't. Do we're we? not into that. No. Food play. No, I, I, had, I was racking my brains, but I couldn't really think of anything. Well, this, that's because, well, I'm, you know what I'm like. I'm always teetering on the brink of a yeast infection anyway. Well, Chocolate quite. body paint is just asking for problems, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Anyway, as a result, today's cocktail is marinara-based. I call it the Chunky Mary. It's a can of plum tomatoes in their own juice, roughly chopped, a few shots of vodka, some Nando's extra spicy, and I don't like celery, so instead I've got a big phallic sausage sticking out as a garnish. It's a Linda McCartney one, though, as I am vegan for at least one meal in ten. You've got to do your bit, haven't you, Bernard? That's right, yes. Right, so here we go, chapter four. Although it says chapter two in the book. Oh, God, that's not right, is it? You know what the problem is? I wrote this on an iPad, and in order to check the last chapter number, I had to scroll with my finger past pages and pages, sometimes as many as eight pages. It was exhausting. I'm surprised I have fingerprints left from all the friction. But consequently, I stopped checking what chapter number I was up to, and I just I just lost count. So this is chapter four, but it's written here as the second chapter two, I think. Right. Look, just just don't buy my actual book. It's 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 just problematic in more ways than one. Just listen to me on the audiobook, okay? Oh, and make sure you subscribe so you know when we upload a new chapter. Alright? Here we go. Musical flourish, right? <laughs> I think he's cheating on me. Sandra trembles. Chins a wobble with emotion. Mmm, 
I say, distracted. There's a thick hair sticking out of one of her chins. I'm dying to tweezer it out. Thick as a whisker it is, black as a witch's foof. Although, to be honest, that's not the main thing I'm distracted by. Not by a long shot. While Sandra wibbles on, I'm having the most informative exchange with a ghost I've ever had. The runner-up being the one with Todd half an hour ago. But this one knocks Todd's attempt out of the water. In the same spot as Todd apparated in earlier, Sandra's grandmother is now floating. A few feet from where we sat at my consultation table, my kitchen table. Sandra's gran! I've never even seen her before. She's never appeared once in the ten years I've known Sandra. I really don't understand why she suddenly popped up. And most astonishingly of all, Sandra's grandmother is addressing the subject that Sandra is talking about. This never happens. Never. I'm starting to wonder if I've had some kind of mystic stroke. I need to emphasize this more. This never happens. If any dead relatives of clients are indeed hanging around, it's normally like trying to communicate with someone with advanced dementia. They never tell you anything you need to know. Seriously, never. And as it turns out, Sandra's husband is cheating on her. He's at it right now, the gran is blathering as Sandra snots into a tissue. Soon as Sandra's out the house, he's on the phone to one of his lady fellas. You should see what they get up to. Oh, absolute filth. She ethereally hoots with laughter, loving every moment. As ghosts, or anyone goes, she's rather odd-looking. Penciled on eyebrows, halfway up her forehead, violently pink lip liner, a cravat. The only reason I know it's Sandra's gran is because when she apparated, she shrieked, You look fucking awful, Sandra! Are you sure this is my granddaughter? And then she looked straight at me, into my eyes. That's never happened before. Where's my invisible parrot gone? I just, I can't get over how engaged with the material plane she is. Maybe I'm just being paranoid, whispers Sandra, pathetically. I decide to tell her. Sandra's bought a lot of scented candles from me over the years. Maybe I owe her the truth. Plus, I never normally get any esoteric insight, so I'm rather keen to use it. He is cheating on you, I state, bluntly. Your dead grandmother just told me. She's standing over by the fridge, smoking a... What is that? It's not a spliff, if that's what you're thinking. What'd be the point of that? I'm dead. Faultless logic. A roly, I continue. Your gran says that Dean regularly solicits up Old Compton Street. Picked up a young lad just last Thursday and booked into the Holiday Inn around Southwark. Sandra gapes. Was that too much info? Maybe I should have slowly drip-fed her the more exciting stuff. There's an incredulous silence while Sandra takes it in. Even Granny keeps quiet. Southwark, Sandra whispers, focusing on the wrong bit, in my opinion. Yes, my gran, over by the fridge, Sandra looks. I can't see her. Well, no, of course you can't. I've never done the medium thing with Sandra. I don't think she understands what's going on. Nor do I, frankly. She's got grey hair and old clothes, I say. Mm, but that's no help. That's the kind of general wank that the fakes pull from their bumholes to impress the credulous. Plus, Granny isn't happy with my description. Old clothes, you rotten bitch. Well, they are rather old. She's wearing a jacket and a pair of weird trousers with a giant swinging crotch. Last seen on MC Hammer. Maybe not old, I amend. Actually, rather retro, I believe is the term. And her grey hair is gelled into a quiff, 
Cuts an impressive figure, your gran. Did I mention the boombox? She's also carrying a boombox on her shoulder. Sandra gapes some more. Oh my god, she cries, that's her. She was terrifying. I was nine when she died. They found her in the toilets of the comedy store in 1983, dead from a speedball. I barely understood any of that, I say, impressed nonetheless. I did it for Belushi, Granny whispers dramatically, closing her eyes and dropping her ghostly fag onto my kitchen floor. It disappears into nothingness, thankfully. Don't want any inexplicable burns on the lino. Sandra is getting tearful now. You've never mentioned my gran before, she chokes. Is she actually here? Why is she here? And she says Dean is cheating on me. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Christ, this is a bit much. Normally I do a bit of tarot for her, some candle therapy, maybe some therapeutic whale song. I dress up some well-meaning advice about being less of a doormat in esoteric language. And bish bosh bash, Sandra buggers off back to her life quite happily. A scented candle might help, I offer. I have some new rune soaps. Sandra is hard crying now, guttural wrenching wails from deep within. I pass her a tissue. I'm off, says the gran, and abruptly disappears. Sandra's crying slowly becomes less intense over the course of what feels like bloody hours, and she eventually looks up at me, narrowing her reddened peepers with sudden anger. How long has he been cheating on me? She demands, voice rough with emotion. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Well, what does Granny say? Sandra shouts, rising from her seat with a clatter. The untouched twig tea on the table wobbles alarmingly. She's gone, I'm afraid. Now look, Sandra, calm down. Sit down, come on. Sandra hesitates, her fists bunched by her sides. She looks like she's about to embark on a fresh wave of drama. Oh, just sit down, Sandra, I bellow, fed up. I'm quite good at dealing with the emotionally distressed, mainly because my impatience leaks out and I end up scaring them into submission. Sandra jumps slightly and plops back down on the chair. Let's have some tea, normal tea, I say, and go and busy myself with the kettle again. Lovely plastic kettle. Now, here's what you're going to do, say I, gathering mugs and milk. You're going to go home and take some of this rescue remedy. I pull out a vial of soothing herbal nonsense from one of my cupboards. Then I think better of it and reach for a pill bottle on the other shelf. All right, there's only one pill in here. However, I warn, handing it over. You are not to drive or operate any heavy machinery for six hours after you take it, understand? What about my forklift? Sandra inquires weakly. You have a forklift, I say, surprised. No, I was just joking, says Sandra, bursting into fresh tears. Bless, she's making jokes. She'll be all right. After you take the herbal preparation tablet, which is actually Cambodian tramadol from a recent trip to one of my suppliers, you won't give a shit, but you may have a fair amount of get up and go, which is exactly what you must do. Get up and go, that is. Pack a bag and go round your mum's. Text Dean, tell him where you are. Then give it a week or so, no communication, let Dean sweat. And then maybe you can have a conversation with him. To be honest, I'm pulling this advice out of my bottom. I haven't a clue how you deal with something like this. Still, I think Sandra just needs a set of rules to obey while she figures out what she's going to do. But Sandra just sits there like a soggy hanky. So I sigh and go get me handbag. I drive Sandra back to her place and supervise the taking of the tramadol, see I'm not completely irresponsible, and the packing of her bags, and then I take her to her mother's house. I also text Dean on behalf of Sandra. 
have gone to mums. You are a cheat and are instrumental in the trafficking and exploitation of sex workers. Need time to think? Suggest you do same. Sandra, XXX. I put the kisses at the end automatically and press send before I realise what I've done. Still, I think I've expressed all the pertinent points. I'm keeping your phone so you don't weaken, Sandra, I explained sternly. And no Facebooking, okay? Ugh, I don't trust her on that score. Sandra's on it all the time, ruffling and posting embarrassing snaps of her having a few sherbets with pals, lol, lol, lol. Ooh, naughty, naughty girls, what are we like? Girls, I ask you. Not at 45, Sandra. Then I head back to mine for my four o'clock with Lulu, feeling shaky. End of chapter. Well, it's all heating up, isn't it, Bernard? Yes. Yes. What will happen next? Find out next time. (laughs) Anticlimactic. Maybe I shouldn't speak after I finish a chapter. Well, maybe maybe if it ends on a cliffhanger like that, you should just let it hang significantly in the air. You could do some sort of exciting sound effect. Yes, like that. Excellent. Right, we'll do it now. There we go, right. Uh, see you at the next... Well, I can't see you, it's a, it's a podcast. Am I ruining the tension again? Just cut it off. Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman, with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafar. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilner accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits and counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Is that popcorn? Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate.
watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon now.